Hello, my name is Matthew Philbrick, host of The Real Game, a podcast by coaches for coaches. This is episode number two. I'm excited today to have a very special guest with us. Uh, I'm going to introduce him in a couple minutes. Um, a lot of you that are my friends will will know who that is. But uh, before I introduce him and we have some discussion back and forth, uh, I just wanted to, to introduce the topic here a little bit and discuss what we're what we're going to be discussing tonight. Um, I think I mentioned in in my first podcast last week that I'm actually coaching and in the middle of my basketball season here. And I, uh, I coach at a small Christian school in Southeastern Pennsylvania. I coach varsity boys basketball. So we're right in the, we're right in the thick of our season here and we're having a, we're having a good time. We're having a good season for the most part. Um, facing some challenges here and there, like all coaches do. But uh, for this show, I wanted to, to just take an opportunity to, to talk about, coaches and their relationships with officials it seems like every year there's something that stands out and, and i won't say the word altercation but there's an, uh, a a ref that stands out and my my opinion of officiating is that that refs should not really be that memorable um if i walk away from a game just uh remembering a ref then you know that I feel like the ref has done something to to stand out in my mind or I've had a couple, a couple things just in the last week where I've had some issues with, with officials and, and just officials that either were, I thought were bad at their job or um, a little too over the top when it came to communicating with me or with my players. And that's, that's, I've had a couple incidents instances like that in, in the last week. And uh, I thought this would be a good time to bring on, my brother Mark uh, Philbrick, who is who started out as as a coach, so he has quite a bit of coaching experience, and uh, and then he transitioned to uh, being an official, and is currently uh, an official up in the state of Maine. So, welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, thanks, uh, man. I appreciate having me on, and uh, hope you're having a, a good season. I think, uh, well, you're, you guys are the defending champs, right? So. That uh, yeah, that's a unique uh, position to be in during the season, and usually, um, from what I find, is it's harder to repeat than what people think. You know, think people think if you have the same team coming back, it's pretty automatic, but it doesn't always work out that way. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it, you're exactly right. It's it's hard for several different reasons. Number one, you get everybody's A game. Like when everybody plays you, you know, everybody wants to to unseat the champion. And, and that's happened a couple times already this year. Um, you know, you, you can't predict certain things like injuries and guys being out for this or that. And, you know, we've had to fight through some of that this year as well, but yeah, we had a great season last year. We brought everybody back except for, for one senior that graduated last year. So we're kind of entering league play right now. So we're looking forward to finishing the season strong and having a good tournament. So <laughs> Um, why don't you, uh, tell us a little bit about your coaching experience, you know, just kind of give us a, a bird's eye view of, of your coaching experience, kind of where it all started and ended and a little bit in between. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have a story of really being, um, you know, taking a journey of uh, being inspired by other coaches, uh, and I always wanted to be a coach and that sort of thing. I do. I have mm-hmm. admired um, a lot of coaches, uh, and I knew, you know, like my high school coach uh, Terry Weymouth. I think you alluded to him last. Uh, last episode maybe coach, called coach, coach, T. coach yeah, T the man the myth yep. the legend we called him around here but you know I, sure. I, I I I knew that he was pretty much volunteering his time in the Christian school we had here and and uh you know he he showed a really a fiery com- competitive side and he put a lot of time in with us boys and everything so I hey you know I admired that uh, about him wanting to invest in us and and uh coaches in general I, I've always you know thought um had a, a unique uh, position to to be influential on, on young people in particular. Um, but I didn't really aspire to be a coach. To tell you the truth, uh, the reason why I got into coaching was so I could get married. <laughs> might, <laughs> might sound kind of strange, but well, uh, you know when I called when I called uh, my NW, my future father-in-law, um, he. Uh, he, I, I asked him if I could marry his daughter, and uh, he asked me a couple of questions. Um, the first thing he asked me is if, if I, he, he asked me if I wear pink underwear. Oh. And uh, okay. I said, "Well, I'm curious. I'm curious to, to see what you told him there." Well, I, I, what, I, what I said to him was, uh, I, um, "I don't, but if I ever start, maybe I could borrow a pair of yours." <laughs> but uh, so that went over like a lead. Good answer. That went over like a lead. That went over like a lead kite. But uh, yeah, yeah. Know, I thought he'd laugh about that, but he he really didn't at the time. Uh, yeah. But the second question is, he asked me if I he asked me if I had a job, and uh, yeah. and so I I said, well, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a hard worker, and he said, well, that's not really what I'm asking you. I'm asking you if you have <laughs> any job prospects. If you want to marry my daughter, you know, to supply for her. And I, right. And I said, well. Let me work on that. <laughs> so I started putting out, uh, I was in, in college still. I started putting out, you know, the feelers and resumes. Um, and one of the things that kind of popped up uh, was need for coaching. And and so I could coach. I could teach Spanish uh, because I grew up in a, in a Latin American, uh, in the country of Argentina, uh, World Cup soccer champion, Argentina. Yeah. And, uh, and so... Um, yeah, I ended up getting a job. Uh, part of my job was, uh, to, to, uh, teaching and, um, and coaching. So that's how, <laughs> that's the glamorous way that yeah. I got into coaching. <laughs> so that once I got a coach, and that's probably, once I got a job, my, my, uh, you know, my father-in-law, uh, Vinny, um, he said that I could marry his daughter. So that was, that was, that was great. So has Vinny actually ever laughed or I was curious about that. Has he ever laughed at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At you, you said he didn't laugh, but you told him the joke. But I've never actually seen Vinny laugh that much. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, we've had we've had we've had a lot of laughs together since then. But uh, oh, you know, that's he yeah, this is his oldest daughter. This is his first daughter. He has three daughters, and I was taking his first daughter potentially, and so he wasn't going to make it easy yeah. for me. Which I, you know, I can sure. I can respect that. I'd yep. probably, I'd probably yep. be the same way if I had daughters, which I don't. But. <laughs> <laughs> Granddaughters, though, granddaughters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so your your experience is probably a lot like a lot of other people that maybe got their start in coaching because they went to a school 
you know, there, there was a need for maybe a coach to step in and, and fill a role uh, where there was a hole. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of small schools, they can't afford to hire a coach full-time. So they'll pick somebody, you know, a high school teacher or somebody that's a volunteer. Right. And, and, um, and so that kind of sounds like that's what happened to you. And where was that, by the way, was that in, in Virginia or, yeah, I had a couple of uh, opportunities, and it, like you said, it was kind of a package thing to go along with with teaching. And uh, so, yeah, I ended up getting, um, I ended up going to Alexandria, Virginia, Ingleside Christian School, and I coached there. I think four four seasons. Of course, I I love basketball. It's, uh, basketball is my favorite sport, you know, and and grew up playing it yep. and everything. So, um, if I if I was going to coach, it was going to be basketball for sure. So I, in my first episode, I alluded to you and I playing a lot of basketball in the driveway. <laughs> you know, do you, do you remember me whooping you at all in the driveway or is that something you just kind of block out? I mean, I remember us playing, but I don't, I don't remember the, you whooping <laughs> me part. Uh, uh, no, it was probably the other way around most, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like you said, though, I mean, we, uh, we, enact, we reenacted uh, a lot of, uh, you know, Sixer Celtics or Sixer Laker games and final yeah. shots and and everything uh dad built us a um, a court out back there with a telephone pole mounted a he made the backboard and everything yep. and put a he put like a piece of um what was it like canvas or something the really thick yeah. canvas down over the dirt to kind of make a so that so the yeah. ball would shoot all over the place by hitting the gravel <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah it did anyways for me it was probably just, it probably wasn't the dirt for me it was just my poor dribbling skills but yeah i don't know about that um yeah <laughs> Well, that's good. So, uh, talk, talk for a second, if you can. And, and, you know, we've, we've all had situations where we've had a, an altercation with a, with an official and I'll share one of mine, if you, if you share one of yours, but uh, talk, talk about a funny or, or embarrassing moment you might've had with, yeah. with a ref uh, as a coach. Okay. I guess I'm going first. <laughs> yes, you are. I, I, I want to know what level mine needs uh, to be yeah. at, you know, kind of, I'm going to gauge that by yours. Well, I guess since you're the host, uh, you have that prerogative. Um, yeah. So, well, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, kind of the emphasis on penalizing or, or discouraging flopping now is, is kind of in vogue. <laughs> but back in the day when I was coaching, uh, this was early nineties. I don't know. Like, I don't even know if we had the term, uh, flopping. Um, and, uh, but there was this one game and I'm kind of embarrassed to tell about it now now to tell you the truth, but I was a, I was a young exuberant, I'll use that term exuberant coach. And, uh, we were making a playoff run and I had a pretty good team there. The the league was very competitive, even though it was Christian school league and and the, uh, the DC metropolitan area. And, uh, but we had a pretty good team and I was all, I don't know. I was just, all, I was all keyed up, you know, and, uh, it was, there sure. was a crowd was into it and everything. And my big guy went in and I mean, their guy in my mind, you know, I, I don't even know if I knew the term flop then, but he flopped. Yeah. And of course my guy <laughs> gets called for, you know, player control, and it was kind of at a crucial moment, uh, you know, in the game. And and uh, I said something to the effect of, to the ref that 
I could do the same thing that he did right now. And I threw myself backwards, you know, and imitated this guy's flop, like on yeah. the sideline. Like, did you go right to the floor? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I yeah. imitated exactly what the guy did. <laughs> and uh, like without I'm with, sure the ref was impressed. without anybody touching me, you know, that was kind of the point. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even think my guy even touched him. Look, you know, and sure. Yeah, he I, th- I think he, he I think he was pretty impressed that, that, that I was able to duplicate what yeah. the guy did. But, uh, you know, he uh, <laughs> did what he had to do at that point, too. And uh, the, sure. the, the, I got a, you know, I got a, it was an automatic technical and. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was after the game. Of course, I was I was pretty embarrassed, really thinking back at it, and uh, to this day. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those memories well, I, think... I, I laugh about. Man, but at the same time, now being a ref, it's like what on earth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I, I yeah, Beat that. I'm sure Beat that, that uh, you know the days of recording games hadn't really started yet. But I'd I'd probably pay some money to have that on video. But it's funny that you bring that up because a couple games ago, actually just our last home game, we have a kid We have a kid on our team who routinely draws charges. Like, he's just really good at yeah. it. He doesn't mind taking, yeah. doesn't mind taking the hit. Um, he'll step in there and, uh, and take a charge, and, and sometimes two or three a game. And uh, he took a couple charges in this last game. And then at one point, the ref ran up to me and said, you tell your guy, number 24 or whatever his number is, if he takes another, if he does another flop, I'm throwing him out of here. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I didn't know he was flopping. I mean, you've called two charges on the other guys already, so I didn't really realize he was flopping. But you know, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny you brought that up. But uh, why would he throw? Him, yeah. Why would he throw him out? I uh, I don't really understand. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I've had some interesting guys here in the last couple of I games. I mean, they so. have the they have the right to enforce the rule, which you know, flopping. Sure. Um, you don't see it very often, but if it is an obvious flop, you can call it, call a technical foul um, on that, yeah. uh, or you can just and, you can just no call if you know you can just not not blow anything on it, or if it's a player control, you do the player control. I, you know, the guy, the guy, the, the, the situation to me, the guy made it look like, you know, he got hit by a Mack truck uh, when he didn't even, yeah. in my estimation, how to get touched. So that was kind of, <laughs> right. Uh, right. I know, I know the term for it now. I know it's called a flop. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah. sorry. Uh, you know, sorry that the coat, the, the, ref, the refs haven't been too nice to you lately, Matt. I feel bad about that. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I can hold my own. All right. I can hold my own. Um, I think, uh, Probably one of my, I wouldn't say it was, I wouldn't say it was funny at all. At the time, it was just ridiculous. I mean, my, I think as, I think young coaches like 10, I don't know, I, I, I probably was a lot more animated when I was younger. And as I've gotten older, and I feel like hopefully as I've gotten to be a better coach, um, I've toned down the antics to the officials a little bit more. But I uh, remember a game I was coaching in, in Frederick, Maryland. Actually, you and I worked there together for a year. And then you left, and it was a couple of years after that. It was probably like 2002, 2003, okay. around there. And a de- pretty decent team, and it was, a, it was a, pretty, a pretty heated game. It was back and forth. It was close. And it was getting down to the end of the game, and I needed it. We were down a point or two, and we had the ball, and I needed a timeout. So I'm yelling like a lunatic. I need a timeout, timeout, and I'm s- screaming as time is running off the clock. Yeah. And of course, of course, you know, 
the refs didn't hear me. It was, it was probably pretty loud in there. They, they didn't hear me. I didn't, I didn't get the timeout call for several seconds, the valuable seconds that ran off the clock. And okay. I was just super, super irritated. They finally called the timeout. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was livid. And for whatever reason, the, the basketball rolled in my direction. Uh-oh. And I, 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 I kicked the ball across the court and, and the ball whizzed right by one of the officials heads. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't targeting the ref and I wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to kick this ball at the official. Cause I'm mad at him. It just, the ball rolled in my direction. I kicked it. And unfortunately it almost hit one of the yeah. refs. Well, I, I think um, that'd be kind of beside the point was... that, at that, at that juncture. <laughs> 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 yeah. And like you said earlier, the ref did what he had to do, you know, and, uh, and took care of that situation. And, and I was, thankfully, I was, thankfully he let me stay and, and coach the rest of the game. Uh, he probably had every right to, to toss me out at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was probably one of my earlier, one of my earlier, more embarrassing, um, more embarrassing moments, but uh, you know, it's funny now and I'm sure he's moved on as I have, but yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, but there is, there is a, something to be said for, you know, as an official knowing situations and knowing, times when coaches are probably going to want a timeout and right. to be to be extra aware during those situations um mm-hmm. yeah. you know despite the, the 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 volume of the crowd or whatever the situation you know whatever the the case may be there's just knowing okay this is the type of situation where the coach may very well want timeout you know um Sure. And being alert, being extra alert to that. And and I think sometimes we fail in that regard because we're, you know, so focused on the action ourselves, we're not thinking about that component mm-hmm. of it. And that's I think the extra good officials, right. you know, the, the, the that distinguishes some officials when they're you know, the time, the situation, and just uh, being being uh, aware of those sort of things. But Yeah, yeah. You know, so I will say I will say in the last few weeks for for each uh, what I would interpret poor official that we've had. Uh, we have some, we have had some really good officials um, guys that are just really on top of it and, and they communicate well and they don't mind if you communicate with them in a respectful manner. Um, some guys, you know, some refs, they don't want you to talk to them at all. Um, some guys are, are a little more, you know, if you, if you approach an official in the right way, uh, they're willing to communicate and explain a call or explain why they did something or, and, we, and we've had our share of, of good refs too. So I can't complain about that, but um, so moving on real quick, tell us, tell us a little bit about your decision. You know, obviously you, you stopped coaching at some point, I'm guessing, you know, several years ago, and then you decided to step into the the realm of officiating. What, what led you to kind of make that decision to transition from, from one to the other? Well, I actually stopped coaching for a number of years just because it didn't really fit into uh, my occupation. Uh, I, I transitioned occupations, so uh, I, I guess I would just say that the coaching really didn't wasn't a fit for right. me. Um, sure. So I, I, I wasn't teaching. Um, I was pastoring for a while. I was pastoring a church, and uh, there was really no occasion to, to coach. There wasn't a school around or anything uh, that would that I would probably that I would be prone to be involved in. 
Um, and so I really, I haven't coached for quite a while. Uh, but when I was in New York, uh, I actually lived in Pennsylvania, right across in, uh, from the New York border. I had a, a friend there. I was running my own business, and uh, and I had a little flexibility in my time. And so I had a friend that was uh, he was he was a good high school ref. He'd been doing it for many years, um, and he he had uh, he knew I was interested in basketball, I liked basketball. So he kept trying to to get me to to take the uh, the refing class and. Um, okay. I don't know. I was like, yeah, maybe like, I, I really wasn't all that interested in it. Um, but one year I decided to do it. And so I got into it and, and I took the class and I, and I came to see that like, when you take the class, you do the floor red. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll start giving you games like right off. I didn't realize that, you know? Okay. And, yeah. uh, so once I started doing games, I realized that I really enjoyed it and there was a lot to learn. Um, and there was nothing quite like being the one out there having to rule all the time, you know, whether to blow your whistle mm -hmm. or not blow your whistle, you're ruling continuously one way or the other, right? right. Uh, basketball, sure. I think it's just very unique that way. There's so much that can happen and, and every game is different. And so I just like the challenge of it. I like, I'm I've been doing it for seven years now. I'm, I'm still learning. Um, and, uh, I think certain dispositions and personalities, maybe it's a better fit with than, than others, but, uh, I'm glad I stuck with mm -hmm. it. I actually did, uh, did some games today. So, uh, sure. I'm still enjoying it. I figure, I figure as long as I'm still enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you, so you said when you first got your, your first officiating license, that was in the state of New York. Yes. I got certified. It's called, um, IABO, uh, in, in New York. And, uh, Iabo is in Maine as well. So when I moved to Maine, I was just able okay. to just trans have a seamless transition up here. And I'm on a great board up here. Um, Jeff Tubby, my friend in, uh, in, in, in New York, he helped me with the, getting on the board there. And then the board gave me a recommendation, being a member in good standing, uh, to come here in Maine. And uh, the Maine board, Central Maine Board 20 uh, here, Iabo Board Twenty is is it's a great board. Uh, they're they're they they have a lot of accountability uh, for officials. They they do a lot of um, evaluations of officials. They help us out a lot, and uh, it's uh, it's good. been a good experience. So, as a as a ref, as a current ref who's been a coach, do you find yourself being more patient or sympathetic with coaches? or or less like do you talk if you feel like you tolerate more from coaches because you kind of know where they're coming from or do you feel like you know are, do you just kind of read each situation as it develops and and uh and see how it goes yeah i don't know i think there would probably you can't help but have some some of your background and and, and uh your experience and you know playing to the human nature side of things um you know i've played basketball so i have that perspective of it um i've coached so i have that part of my background um i'm a spectator like my, my, when my boys play you know my boys uh, mm -hmm. a bunch of my boys have played i have eight sons and, and and a number of them have played basketball so i'm a spectator i still have one who plays high school basketball so i you know from that perspective and then being the yeah the one that's actually uh, officiating so um right. but you know if you if your nose is in the rule book and and in the mechanics and the things that really the perimeters at that 
sets and lays out for you, it takes a lot of the subjective aspect of it out of it. You know, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. have to really decide, uh, okay, is that something that, um, you know, because I was a coach and I understand what he's going through, I have to, you know, be um, extra um, uh, sympathetic towards him. I, I really don't have to make that decision. I just have to go by the way things are set up, the, the what we're supposed to emphasize, what we're supposed to call. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the, and keep in mind that he's supposed to be serving the game and his role as a coach, and I'm supposed to be serving the game, sure. the same game. I'm supposed to be serving the same game um, as an official. And that we can have a professional relationship as we both strive to do that. And uh, if that professional relationship is threatened by by behavior that's uh, that's uh, you know not that's unsporting or is unprofessional, then that that just needs to be addressed. And uh, sure. and I think if you if you keep that sort of approach, you know, it really helps because I mean, let's say you do have to, you know call an unsporting technical foul on a coach. Well, it's, 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 it's a call. It's, a, it's like any other call, really. It doesn't have to be emotional. You know, it doesn't have to be um, dramatic. It's just it kind of like, you know, like, the, like the saying goes, it is what it is. And, and yep. you administer yep. it, and you, and, you, and you keep going to the game, and hopefully, you know, hopefully that, that, uh, that helps everybody because you did it the right way. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure there is a human nature side of it where I can empathize with the coach because I was I was a coach before, and I know there the, the dedication that that takes, and you, and you you work hard and you're invested in it, you know. Right, right. I mean, but we both told a couple of stories that <laughs> I mean, reflects that, right? <laughs> sure. And, uh, and, uh, but it doesn't, you know, just because I'm empathetic towards him doesn't mean that I have to let him, you know. Uh, do things that don't serve the game well. Sure. And, uh, yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, so, no, that's yeah. good. That's good. I, I feel like as a coach, you know, I, my, my perspective is different. I've never been a ref. Um, but there certainly have been times where I've had to go back and I, and I always tell my team, look, you guys don't communicate with officials. We have a speaking captain on the floor. You know, he, he can approach the official in certain situations I'll, I'll approach the officials if I need to. But other than that, you, you, the guys don't need to communicate with the refs. But there, there have certainly been times when I've had to go back in the locker room after a game and, and apologize to my guys for, for a way that I treated an official. Or, and, and there have also been times when I've caught an official after a game and, and said, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I was out of line there or I didn't, I didn't treat that situation well and I apologize. So for me, I guess... Uh, and I'm, I'm going to get your your take on this too. But for me, the the bottom line, I guess, as a coach, is if I'm if I want to emulate Christ to my athletes, I really need to be careful about how I'm treating people in general, and obviously that includes officials. Um, you know, I think there's 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 some things built into the game where you can we can question a call and do it in the right way. You're you know, but but to consistently lose control and yell and scream and make a fool of yourself, it's just it's not um, it just isn't that's not a part of the game. And it's not for me, 
Uh, it just doesn't feel like uh, it, it's part, it should be part of a coach's philosophy either. Um, so, you know, being a good example to my guys and to my parents and to my fans, um, for me as a coach, that's, I, I, I take that very seriously. So, you know, having said that in the last a couple of minutes here that we have, what advice would you give to young coaches uh, as an official, as far as their treatment and, re- and relationships with, with officials? I think my advice would be, you know, how does this serve your philosophy or approach to the game, what you're trying to do with your players? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's been a number of times where I thought, you know, that, that coach would serve his players a lot better by coaching them right now, by teaching them. And even and even paying attention to what happened on a play, so you could teach them, you know, um, you know maybe why they did end up getting you know whistled for a violation there, instead of being so hyper focused on the officials, which you know frankly it doesn't really help their cause as far as anything goes. Um, right. You know, good officials aren't. You're not going to be. <sighs> you're not going to be influenced to change calls or to, you can't change a call anyways, most mm-hmm. times or, or to favor that coach in some way, if they're riding you the whole game, you know, it's, it's, right. it's not. Right. And so I, I guess uh, for, for young coaches in particular, or any coach, I would just say, you know, um, Hey, look, we want to be approachable as officials. If you have a question, uh, you know, I'd be glad to answer a question if I, if I can, you know, when I can, uh, and I'm not distracted from, you know, I'm not going to yell across the court to you uh, that's unprofessional. I'm not going to be distracted by the action right now. I'm trying to, you know, serve serve the, the, the game and the action that's going on. But if, you know, I do, I do want to be approachable to coaches in the right way. And if they have a, a question about a certain play or whatever, you know, I can understand how that plays into teaching their, their kids. Like, okay, they want to know, you know, what happened there so they can instruct their kids in that situation. Uh, but I would, I would just, you know, I guess for, for coaches that are, that are interested in, in, in officials perspective, I'm just thinking, you know, what is going to serve your team the best in those moments? And like you said, I mean, the character that you, that you, um, you know, represent to them, that you communicate to them, uh, focusing on coaching, focusing on controlling the things that you can control. I think a lot of times I've I, what I've seen is that that coaches are they're being distracted from coaching from teaching their team because they're so focused on you know the officiating or things that they, they can't control. And I sure. think that's, I think that's a shame. Yeah. You know, I think mm-hmm. that I think that's a shame. I think that doesn't serve their team well and I don't think it's I don't think it serves the game well. So, I hope that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> No, it did. It did make sense. And that's, that's great advice. And, uh, I, I appreciate your perspective there as, as, as a ref and, and, you know, a couple of things that stood out to me, you know, that you said, um, you can argue with a ref, but you can't get them to change their mind. You're not going to get them to change the call. So, um, you know, sometimes there's, sometimes there's a, a point to be made maybe to, to get them to look for something down the road or something, but you know, you're not going to change a call that already happened. Um, and also, you know, to what, what are you teaching your guys? You know, what, what do you want to teach your guys or girls, um, about their interaction with, with officials and, and, uh, certainly, certainly is good advice. And, and, uh, I appreciate your, your outlook on that. And, uh, listen, we have to wrap things up here, but I, I appreciate you and I appreciate what, what you're doing up there up in Maine, keep up the good work. 
Hey, yeah. Hey, thank you very much for having me on your on your podcast, uh, Matt. I I think uh, I think uh, you're gifted. I mean, uh, you're gonna that you'll have a good podcast. I plan on tuning into it and and uh, sharing it with uh, with the boys and stuff. And they're they're uh, I think they're excited to hear this 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 uh, episode. I don't. Uh, and uh, so, anyways, uh, if uh, if I can ever uh, you know be of uh, of service again in this regard, let me know. Well, thanks everybody for for tuning in, uh, and we hope that this is this episode has been beneficial to you, and that you've been able to take something away from this episode and, and apply it to your own coaching career. I'd like to conclude each episode with a quote from a well-known coach, and this week I've chosen Pat Summit, who was the women's basketball coach at the University of Tennessee from 1974 to 2012, and the quote is this. The game is never over. No matter what the scoreboard reads or what the referee says, it doesn't end when you come off the court. So good luck, coaches, and coach on.